This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to Basically It Is Another Week and this episode is one that so many of you have been asking for and I'm very interested in myself, health insurance. Do we need it? Why do we need it? When should we get it? How much should we be paying for it? What is an excess? This is a very detailed episode. I recommend that you get a pen right now because Dermot Good, who is with me from totalhealthcover.ie, he knows all of the plans, which ones you should get, how much they cost, and you are going to regret it if you don't have a pen while you're listening to this. Um, Also, when you're listening to this, if you want to contact uh, Dermot, he will say it during the episode. I've actually done the episode and now I'm reintroducing it because I wanted to let you know that he's going to offer you a 10% discount at the end of this episode for the services that he provides. So stay tuned if you think that it's something that you might want. Dermot, welcome to the studio. Thank you for joining me. Do we need health insurance, first of all? Yeah, Stephanie, it's a good question. I mean, it, it really is a, it's a personal choice. So my view would be on this, if the public system was reliable, was fit for purpose, and health insurance was more for the, to the luxuries, the private room, I'd say maybe you don't need it. Um, unfortunately, our public system has been under challenge for a significant amount of time and 50% of people who take out health insurance, it's because they can't rely on the public system. And now, obviously, COVID um, has obviously exacerbated that in terms of waiting lists. So most people who take out health insurance is because they want to get quick access to treatment. So my answer to your question will be, if somebody is very happy waiting and is happy relying on the public system, we all pay for that through our taxes. And that's why only 50% of people pretty much have health insurance. Even when we had loads of money back in 2008, only half the population had health insurance. But the numbers now taking out cover are increasing. And that's because people can see what's going on in the public system and they're worried about those queues. And really the only way to jump the queue, whether we like it or not, is you either have to have a lot of money on deposit or you have to have private health insurance. So, you know, if you're... And there's an age thing with this as well. Young people are bulletproof, they don't see themselves getting sick, money is tight, so health insurance tends not to be a priority. But then when they start having families and so on and they get older or if a family member falls ill, then they want to look at getting cover in place. So it's really a personal choice. I would say to anybody who's thinking about joining, join when you're healthy. Because if you'd wait until you've developed a problem, they have you for five years. You've no cover for I the next five years. I was just going to ask you, can you not just get the health insurance when you get the diagnosis? You're like, shit, now I need to jump the queue then they have you because what will happen is and it's the easiest insurance you'll ever take out there's no questions they won't ask you do you have any existing conditions or are you about to get something done they'll simply buried in the small print they'll tell you that if you have an existing condition we won't cover that for the first five years and that's why we say to people look and it's counterintuitive join when you're healthy it means you're after six months you're covered straight away but if you wait until you've been diagnosed with something then the insurance company will not pay for that pretty much for five years how will they know yeah, it's all based on, on medical evidence. So to be fair, like 95% of all claims are paid. So what will happen is your doctor, your GP, your consultant will send in a report basically telling them when I first saw Dermot Good, what symptoms he had when he first presented and how long the symptoms were there. But Stephanie, they have their own doctors as well who, let's just say, analyze the medical data and they know whether, the, let's just say, the symptoms are consistent with the length of time you're telling them it was there. So in fairness, all the genuine claims are paid. The claims that are not so genuine, they get pended and they get investigated and they will more than likely be declined. So it's like any insurance. 
the cards are always stacked in, are stacked in their favour. The house always wins. Okay, so let's see if we want to go into this house. If, so we've decided, okay, I'm healthy, but I know that like I'm possibly going to need this down the line. So I'm going to start looking into it. I looked on one website today before this. And I think there was about 400 different policies. Now, they all had the same name, like Lifesaver, Lifesaver Plus, Lifesaver Gold Plus, Lifesaver Standard, whatever. I'm making it up. It's actually very intimidating and much easier to be like, you know what? I'll deal with that tomorrow. So how like, how are you meant to pick the cover that you need? Because some of them are like, they give you maternity care, psychologist, dental, acupuncture, that you know, and it's like I don't know what I'm going to need. One like my current policy was like, oh we don't we're not going to give you orthopedics now. I'm like, okay, okay, grand. I'll I'll hope for the best on the orthopedics. Um fingers crossed. Yeah. It's okay, the best way to break this down, so you're absolutely right, there's three hundred and fifty odd plans and it increases every month. Now I worked in this industry when there was only fifteen plans. Across all of the providers? Across, there was only two insurance companies. Bupa came in in 1997. They brought in five plans. VHI had 10. You know, people wished we were back there. But to be honest with you, there was no competition. You know, right. one just followed the other. So the good thing is now we have plans to suit everybody. Everybody's budget, everybody's requirements. The challenge is, well, how do I find the best plan for me? Exactly as you've said. And what we always say to people is, look, your best starting point is, how much can you afford to spend on this? So unlike car insurance, if you phone up a car insurance company, you'd never tell them, listen, I have 900 euro to spend. What's the best package? Because they'll spend every cent of the 900 euro. Whereas you might be able to get that policy with the car, with another car insurance company for 800 for the mm-hmm. same cover. With health insurance, though, whatever plan is quoted, whatever price is quoted, that is the price for everybody. Right. Okay. So they can't, there's no wink, wink, nod, nod, special deals, which is good. So it's very transparent. I always say to people, look, how much do you want to spend on this? And to give people a guide, an entry level plan is 500 euro for the year, roughly. Are they good plans? And I know 500 euros is a lot of money. Stephanie, they're not great plans. They just cover you in public hospitals. But it's the first step on the ladder. So what does that, like, what's the difference between the 500 euro plan and having no plan at all? Okay, so there's two differences. Difference number one is that, and actually this is a myth that's out there. So a lot of people think that if I have no health insurance and I walk up to Beaumont Hospital or James's and I'm admitted, they think it's free. It's not free. Everybody has to pay 80 euro per night up to 10 nights in any one year. So every adult and every child in the country who doesn't have health insurance and doesn't have a medical card, they're on the hook for 800 euros straight away as a public patient okay, okay. with no insurance. So, so 10 they, nights. Exactly, 10 nights maximum. So 800 euro each year. So we would get people who've got two young children and they think, well, children get special treatment. No, if that child needs to have an appendicectomy and they're in TALA for two weeks, that's 800 euro you have to pay. And you can get children insured like for 150 euro. Um, but the other reason like for having the cover, even the basic plans, is that you will skip the queue somewhat. So there are still some consultants who will treat people privately in a public hospital, but that number is, is diminishing. It is dwindling. It is harder now to get treated as a private patient in a public hospital. So I suppose my view on this is that if you're serious about getting cover, you need to look at a mid-level plan. And a mid-level plan is going to cost you around €900 Euro for the year. But that covers you in every public hospital and also every private hospital. So if you're in Dublin, you can go to the Hermitage or the Beacon Hospital on the south side. Or if you're in Galway, you can go to the Bonds or the Galway Clinic and so on. And the reason why we always recommend people take out that type of cover, it's a little bit like, do I put third party insurance on my new car 
or they put fully comprehensive. Everybody puts fully comprehensive. And you need to think of health insurance the same way. So, for example, young people, you might have a sports injury and you need to get an MRI done on your back or neck. If you're only covered for public hospitals, well, you can pretty much only go there. Whereas if you have a plan that covers the public and private hospitals, you can get an MRI done like at three o'clock in the morning in some of these private hospitals. They'll get you in as quickly as possible. And Mike, what's the issue with the like with the public hospital and the lower the lower policy, the lower priced policy? So if I need to get an MRI and I have just cover in public hospitals, do I have to? I can still you, skip the queue, no? You can, but you may have to wait longer. And that's okay. the issue here. And this is really all about access. So, for example, Stephanie, let's just say let's just say somebody needs a day case procedure. So they have, for example, stomach complaints, very common, and they need to get a gastroscopy done to see exactly what's going on. If you have private health insurance that covers private hospitals, you can probably get that done within a week in any private hospital. Those day case procedures cost anything from 750 to 1500 euro. So sometimes people will say, oh, well, look, I'll, I'll put aside some money and if it happens, I'll pay for it. You won't be able to afford that. Like, um, yeah. And that's just for the one day case. You might, you can still get that day case procedure done in the public system, but you'll probably have to wait a bit longer simply because half the population are trying to access those, let's just say, scarce resources, scarce right. capacity in the public system. And, and that's the challenge that we have with our public system. Despite the best efforts now of everybody working in there, obviously they have to, well, they had to ring fence certain capacity for COVID. They didn't want to be bringing people in where there was a risk maybe of, an, of infection and so on. And that's why the private hospitals were to a large degree kept clean. They were kept free of COVID. And a lot of people were redirected into the private hospitals. So, you know, we have this interdependency where the public hospitals are supported by the private hospitals and vice versa. But if you really want good cover, in other words, what I always say to people is people look at themselves now and they say, well, I'm perfectly healthy. I don't need cover. I look at it the other way. Look, you're going to get sick in the future. Something's going to happen, be it an accident or something unexpected. Now, you need to ask yourself, well, what type of way, what way do I want to be treated if I get sick? So yeah. if I live close to a private hospital, do I want to go there? Do I want a private room or a semi-private room? Like this is really, now this really has come to light during the, the pandemic. So semi-private means five beds in a ward. That means you're sharing the bathroom and visitors with four other people. Um, a lot of people don't like that now. So an awful lot of people now are upgrading to a private room in a private hospital. But like that's not, isn't available. that, isn't that only, at, yeah, if it's available. But if everyone is upgrading to private room in a private hospital, the chances of you actually getting a private room in a private hospital are low. Therefore, semi-private room in a private hospital is cheaper, no? Exactly. And, and you're spot on. Now, the private room is never guaranteed. The only thing that's happened is the private hospitals um, have reacted, obviously, because they see this change in demand. And a lot of extra capacity has now been added on to facilitate people who want that private room. You, you'll win the lotto quicker than you'll get a private room in the public hospital because they just, they just can't exist, cater for yeah. that, you know. And it really, this boils down to people's preferences. Mm-hmm. Some people are delighted they don't want to be in their own. Elderly people, very elderly people, they're probably better off not being on their own in a private room. And it's really, you know, I could speak to five people who have the same budget, but when I do a fact find with those five people, I recommend five different plans even though they might all be in the same age bracket, living in the same area, but they're different. Depending on the personality type. Exactly. Everybody has different requirements. And look, we have VHI, we have Irish Life Health, and we have Leia Healthcare. So we have three really strong competitors. We prefer more. I mean, that's one of the issues. We don't have huge competition, but compared to the way it was, I mean, average price increases now are three to five percent. And people don't like price increases, but people need to realize that, look, there's new cancer drugs coming on the market. There's new procedures, new robotic technologies now. That's the big thing we're seeing. And everybody wants to be covered for them. 
but they come at a cost. So we pretty much have to advise people budget for a 5% increase each year if you want similar cover to what you have. But th- the big issue with health insurance, and this is really for older members. So any, any let's just say young people now listening to this, your mum and dad are all insured on really old plans and they're probably paying up to a, up to a thousand euro each too much for their cover and they're afraid to change. So the big issue really in the market is the amount of people who are overinsured or they're on dated plans. So they've got very good cover and they think they've brilliant cover and they don't realise another plan has been launched sometimes by the same insurance company and they can actually get better cover and make huge savings. And that's was, the real issue. I was talking to PJ Gallagher who's a really good friend of mine and we were looking it was his time to renew and he finds all that stuff really like he can't he finds all that sort of administration just awful and I love it so I was like come on we find you a plan and we realised that the plan he was on he was covered for like maternity care he was covered in like the national maternity like he just had picked a plan <laughs> that was just and not read into it and I was like I'd say you don't need all of this maternity care well um, so and you know Stephanie here's another myth now as well right every plan has to have an element of that on it. All right, okay. okay. So now well, we found only... one that didn't. Oh, well, <laughs> so here's the thing. They have this, there's a piece of legislation that has minimum benefits on it. Right. And that basically states that, look, every plan, you'll see things like alcoholism, psychiatric, maternity, um, convalescence. You'll see that on most plans. And it's because the law states that every plan has to have that on it. Now, it's not that they want us all to have babies in later years or anything like that. It's simply they want to make sure the insurance companies uh, maintain a minimum standard on every plan. So, yes. for example, psychiatric benefit, which has really come to the fore in the last 18 months. Um, and in other jurisdictions, you pretty much get a thousand euro per year for psychiatric. They don't want to touch it because it's a high cost, uh, let's just say, treatment. And a lot of people will need repeat repeated treatments and so on. Whereas the law here states every plan has to have 100 days. So I could buy a plan that costs a thousand euro. And God forbid if I had to go to St. Patrick's or St. John of God's or Highfield for anything, you know, any kind of issue whatsoever, like that could cost 500, 2000 a day. But my plan will cover 100 days and I won't be penalised, by the way, which is another good thing about our system. So if Dermot Good joins a plan and I cost my insurance company half a million in claims, yeah. next year I will be charged the same premium as everybody else on that plan. So it's not like car insurance where you're penalised for claiming. Is that always the way? Or is are there some things that you will be penalised for claiming on? No, the good thing with health insurance is you won't be you won't be penalised for claiming full stop. Now, a lot of young people don't like that because they would prefer that they get some kind of bonus or reward for, for not, not claiming. Choosing it. But look, we're all going to get old at some stage, and that's this this what they call community rating system that we have here. So it's designed that they want to keep health insurance somewhat affordable. For everybody. So yeah. in a lot of jurisdictions, when your mum and dad turn 55, 60, they're priced out of the market. And we see that in the UK uh, because of risk rating. So here, look, there are certain things we don't like about our system and we'd like to improve. But the community rating is very much a key part of our system. And it does work. It does work. And so it, it is the case, right, that if you don't get health insurance, like, correct me if I'm wrong, if you don't get health insurance before you're 35, you get, pe- you get there's a loading there is, and this is we this is the issue. That a bit, yeah. yeah, so here's what they did a few years ago. There was an anomaly in the system, simply that somebody could join at 25, but somebody else could join at 55, and they were both pretty much treated the same way, even though that 25-year-old might pay into the system for 30 years. And there was also, when the rates were going through the roof, the, the model that I just described was becoming unstable because they weren't getting enough younger people in to subsidise the older people. So they brought in this lifetime community rating, 
um, back in 2015. And really what this system says is that if I wait until I'm 35 or over to join, I will pay an extra 2% for each year over 35. So a 44-year-old who joins today, they're 10 years over that threshold. Every insurance company by law has to charge them an extra 10 by 2, 20%. And that stays with you for 10 years. So now... The, I suppose the extra little thing that younger people have to be thinking of is that as they approach 35, if they join before they turn 35, there will be no age loadings uh, forever, right? But if they leave it till they're over 35, they will now have a small loading. What if they join when they're 34 for a year and then don't join again until they're 44? Yeah, what will happen is if you cancel so let's just say that person does that, joins for a couple of years, cancels and then rejoins. They will get credit for those two years that they had cover, but they will still be hit with a loading. So there's no way around this one, if you know what I mean. And so is it better, like if you're thinking, I'm not going to get insurance until I'm 44, but now you're thinking, oh, well, the loading is annoying. At that point, is it better to just go with the lowest, the 500 euro policy? That's what a lot of people do. Exactly that. So what some people will do is they'll take out the lowest plan. Yeah. And there's two advantages, in, in, by the way, in doing that. Advantage number one is I'm going to avoid the loadings. But the second advantage is that if I have any pre-existing conditions, um, well, obviously, I'm getting those five years out of the way. Or even if I join when I'm healthy and I then develop an, a, a condition, I won't be subject to the five-year pre-existing. Yes. Um, you might, you, there is an upgrade rule. So look, they have you every way, Stephanie. So for example, if somebody's on a very low plan, And we're getting a lot of this now. Somebody's on a very low plan and they're thinking of increasing, we'll say from a public hospital plan to a private hospital plan. Mm -hmm. Which is like 500 to 800 ish. Exactly. Roughly roughly that. Right. So here's what the insurance company will say to you. Look, if you're healthy, when you upgrade, you get the higher plan straight away. No issue whatsoever. If you have an existing condition when you try to upgrade, we will let you upgrade the cover. We'll take your money, but you won't be able to use the higher plan for that existing condition for two years but we'll still pay you what you would have got on the lower plan. In other words, they put that mechanism in place to stop people who deliberately, so if somebody's just been diagnosed with something, they join an entry-level plan and they think they can upgrade to a higher plan as soon as they have to go into hospital and the insurance company will pay. That just That's won't work. Yeah. So the insurance company, in fairness, look, I paid claims for a long time. They know all the tricks. You know, They can spot, let's just say, um, questionable claims straight away. But for the most part, I have to say, 99% of people... They follow the rules, they check their cover in advance and their claims get paid. And so if you have, so say you're paying, okay, so say we take your advice and we go middle of the road, private hospital, same private room in a private hospital, uh, it's about 800 to 900 euro on what in whichever company. Um, I was surprised then when I still had to pay, <laughs> like it, private health insurance doesn't mean that like all your costs are covered, right? You still have to pay an excess, which is, Say if the treatment is 500 quid, they mm. might say, well, you have to pay the first 150 quid. Is that? That's exactly it. So so here's what happens. And, and I'm always conscious when I throw out these figures, you know, that this is a lot of money. If you ask me what's the best, what type of money you should be investing in this to have good cover, we would say to you about 100 euro a month. So about 1200 for the year, which is a lot of money. But that puts you on a corporate plan. I'll, and I'll come back to the corporate plans now in a second. But the lower you go, so when you go below €1,000 per adult, yes, there are good plans there. And I can give examples of those now in a moment. But they all have excesses per claim in a private hospital. So what they will say to you is, so, for example, three really good mid-level plans. Um, Irish Life have a plan called Benefit Access 300, which is 907. Leia have a plan called Signify, which is 961, and BHI have a new plan they've launched called Enhanced Care 250, which is 1,024. 
All of those plans will cover you in public and private hospitals. Fully covered in a public hospital, but if you go into a private hospital, there's an excess of about 250 to 300 per claim. So what that means, Stephanie, is that if Dermacut is in for one day or one week or one month, that is the excess that they will deduct from my benefit on the total bill. It's never per night. Okay. So it's not as bad as it sounds, but the thing about those plans, those plans are what we call hospital plans. So here's what people don't like about those plans. So if I develop, let's go back to that stomach problem. Before I can get into a private hospital, I've got to go to see a few consultants and a few GPs. They might want an ultrasound done. I might have to spend five, six, seven hundred euro in what we call outpatient expenses before they decide, okay, we need to admit you. And those plans pretty much give you no cover. Whereas if you go onto a corporate plan, and by the way, anybody can join these corporate plans. So people get confused, particularly older people. They think, well, sure, we're not eligible. You can join any plan that's on the market, no matter what it's called. But on those corporate plans, and I can give you the names of three really good ones at the moment, you get 50% back on those outpatient expenses. So for young people with sports injuries or lots of ongoing, you know, bits and pieces, but they're not being admitted to hospital. Which actually, if you do the maths, like, so how much are the corporate plans? There's like the good plans now start. So for example, there's a plan with Leia called Inspire 1220. There's a plan with VHI called PMI 5210-5210. That's about 1215. And the best plan with Irish Life is slightly dearer, 1,394, and that's called 4D Health 2. So these are the three of the best corporate plans in the market right now. And really what people have to do is work out, well, if I'm going to pay an extra 300 euro for one of these corporate plans, what's the probability of me having maybe five to 600 worth of outpatient expenses so that my refund that I get back will justify the extra spend? And if we had a crystal ball, you know, it'd be easy to make that call. A lot we don't. So it's really, it depends. We would look at people's lifestyle. If you're into sports, contact sports, or if you have a family history, or if you're susceptible to certain conditions, maybe. But if you're in perfect health, money is tight. Well, you know what? Maybe the, the mid-level plan might be all you need. So we would always take a guide or steer from any customer. Look, what's your budget? And, and by the way, if anybody wants to do this themselves, I mean, you mentioned one of those comparison sites and they are, look, health insurance, it's very simple to make something complicated or it's very difficult to make something complicated, let's just say simple in terms of a comparison site. I would always say to somebody, decide on your budget and make three phone calls, one to each of the three insurance companies, and you tell them, that's my budget. Now, what's the best plan you have across all your plans for that budget? That's all. And then they have to come back to you with one plan. And then you can make three phone calls. And now you have three plans from each of the insurance companies. And you're not undermining your position in any way by telling them what your what your spend is. Um, and it really and tell them you want them to look across all their plans, including their corporate plans. Because sometimes what the insurance companies do, they have their own comparison systems and they will propose the plans that suit, let's just say, that suit themselves rather than suiting you. So they, they're obviously trying to suit their agenda rather than what suits you. But so if, yeah, I mean, if you're going to spend... 900 euro on a policy and then have to go for two ultrasounds which are then going to cost you 150 euro in the excess so that's 300 euro plus the 800 euro that's 1200 euro in the year you've spent on health Mm -hmm. which is the same as the corporate plan where you would have gotten 50% of that back exactly you'd you'd get 50% back on the outpatient expenses and by the way when I say outpatient expenses like it's GP physiotherapy consultants fees routine dental x-rays blood tests a whole range of alternative treatments like acupuncture osteopathy homeopathy so it's very very comprehensive um, and people can you make a profit on this well <laughs> it's a good question <laughs> well here's what they've done now Stephanie so on some of those corporate plans they tell you the most you'll get back is a thousand euro on outpatient expenses right but think of it like this you know if you're going to have a lot of expenses 
uh, those plans might cost you €1,200 for the year. But if you're, And by the way, there's other plans where you can get back up to 7500 So yes, some people who have a lot of outpatient expenses, they can actually get back more in a refund than they pay in premium. That can happen. And um, particularly older people with underlying conditions. And, and that's why some, like, I'd say 90% of all of our clients, we've been putting people on corporate plans. We told people about corporate plans 10 years ago yeah. when people thought they couldn't they couldn't join. But yes, you can join any plan that's on the market. So like VHI have a range of plans starting with the initials PMI. They've actually up to 53 of those. That's all their best corporate plans. Yeah. And Irish Live have a selection of these 4D, 4D1 right up to 4D5. Brilliant schemes and anybody can join them. Leia have a much more complicated, they have all kinds of, as you mentioned at the very start, funny names. So yeah. Simply Connect, Simply Connect Plus and they've Inspire and Inspire Plus. And, you know, I remember they called me one time to say we're launching a new plan to make it very simple and they call this plan Simplicity. And it is very good. But now you have complete simplicity, connect simplicity, ideal yeah. simplicity. So it's it's anything but simplicity. But there are plans there to suit everybody. And, you know, I know people would say he would say this, but if anybody is spending a lot of money on health insurance, and if they think they're overpaying or if they're not sure they're on the right plan, there are loads of advisors around the country who will basically sit down and advise you right across the market. Um, and it's worth doing that because if you can save five to a thousand euro per adult, that makes it absolutely worthwhile. It's a bit like pensions and investments where you wouldn't think twice about maybe getting advice. Health insurance, it's very good. Loads of competition, but it is complicated. But also, you, a lot of times I see people giving advice based on cost only. So sometimes somebody will come to me and they'll say, I only have 900 euro to spend. But when we finish doing the review, they've serious issues going on and we would have to say, listen, for an extra 250 euro, you need to go on this other plan for the following reasons, but you'll actually get back more in the long term. Whereas if they contact an insurance company and just tell them I only have 900, they'll give them a plan for 900, but it's not the right plan to suit them. And that's why people with underlying conditions or specific requirements need to be careful. And what's the, like, is there any plan where like, it's super expensive, but you're covered for everything, you get everything back. And like, I remember when my Nana, she died at 91, but like for the last couple of years of her life, we had a standing appointment every, once a month for macular degeneration in Beaumont where she'd get an injection into her eye. Every six months, we had a cardiology appointment then we had a breast cancer appointment. And she just, she used to get such a kick out of getting the bill back from the hospital and being like, God, I got great value out of my health insurance this month. Like she definitely was making like a profit yeah. in the end. <laughs> that like, is there a cover that's like, gold standard you're absolutely covered for everything and you can send in all your receipts and get everything back there is and 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 that's once again I suppose one of the good things of competition so a few really good plans let's just say money wasn't really an issue now by the way these plans are still half the cost of what a lot of people are paying so Irish Life have a plan called 4D Health 5 which is 1,860 euro and you get 75% back on every GP and every consultant visit on that plan uh, you get four free personalised packages. There's no excess on day case procedures or semi-private. It's a really good scheme. Um, VHI have a plan called Company Plan Extra Level 1, which is now 1,823. And by the way, these are private room corporate plans. Um, and that plan is very similar to the one I just mentioned, 75% back on GP and consultants fees. Really good scheme. Leia have a number of schemes. I mean, Leia have a scheme right now called 360, 360 Care. And it's 1,000, it's just gone up actually, 1,980, I think it is now. And that plan gives 75% back on GP, physiotherapy and consultants fees and 50% back on a whole range of other expenses. So it goes back to what I said, there are plans there to suit everybody. And for example, I was dealing with a client yesterday who was actually on a very good plan, 
but has a serious condition and is probably going to have about 20 physiotherapy visits. So we were able to show them two options. Um, in fact, they, they wanted to look at, I won't mention the insurance companies, but they didn't want to look at one in particular. So we showed them two options where they could increase their physio visits to between 15 and 25. And we just worked out the extra premium. And in both cases, they will be much better off financially to switch to either plan. And, and that's why... But do, w- would that matter even though they have this condition now? Are they not going to say to us, well, we're not going to pay your physiotherapy because you've got a back problem? And it's actually a very good question that you raised there to do with the outpatient expenses. So you know that five-year exclusion that I mentioned for pre-existing conditions? It doesn't apply to outpatient expenses. So I could be, for example, I could be 34 years of age. I could have a, a very bad back as I do and I could have a lot of outpatient expenses. I can join any health insurance plan. I can join a corporate plan. Um, Will they cover any surgeries on my back for the next five years? No. But if I'm getting physiotherapy, acupuncture, x-rays, all that outpatient stuff, they will cover all that immediately from day one. Oh, wow. And most, in fairness, VHI, if you're under 50, they'll give you that outpatient benefit immediately for pre-existing conditions. Irish Life, you must be under 55. Leia will give it to anybody straight away. So, for example, if somebody's listening to this and they have an elderly, let's just say, parent or grandparent who has, as you described, a lot of ongoing outpatient expenses, they could move on to some of the layer corporate plans and from the day they join the outpatient benefits, that 50 to 75% refund, that would kick in immediately for them. And they're people that can really get back a huge amount on their health insurance, no penalties and no waiting periods and sometimes they'll get back more than they pay in premium. That's like, I think Nana's one was like, it was about 1600 a year but she was getting back more than 1600 because she was paying so many consultants and so many, you know, this and that and... And that's where the corporate plans, Stephanie, are just out on their own. And by the way, people might say, what are these corporate plans? Just think of it like this. The insurance companies have two sets of plans, pretty much. They have what they call consumer plans, which I suppose are the ones they want you to join. And they have corporate plans. And these are plans they design specifically for company group schemes and company paid uh, or employers who pay health insurance for all of their all of their staff. But anybody can join any plan. And that's why you really need to, to shop around because those plans from now they don't suit everybody but for most people they're brilliant you asked as well about I suppose if somebody wanted the top plan like the gold plated excuse me and gold plated plans would be typically the ones that cover everything in Blackrock Clinic and the Matter Private so they're classified as these two high tech hospitals so you'll see in a lot of documentation you'll see reference to high tech cardiac and high tech hospitals that's referring to Blackrock and the Matter Private the old plan D with VHI health plus premium 3865 euro that's probably one of the best value plans on the market that covers those particular hospitals. How much is it? 3,865 euro. A year? A year, per adult. Oh my okay. gosh. Not to be sneezed at. But for somebody, now you, we mainly see older people in those plans or people who have serious underlying conditions and they might need to go into BlackRock or Matter Private for, for let's just say, for, for repeat procedures. You see, everybody has different requirements. I yeah. mean, I could speak to a 35-year-old Uh, living by themselves and let's just say they're cash rich and they just want the best care and they will take out the gold-plated plan. You know, whereas on paper we would be thinking, well, that wouldn't be appropriate for them. So everybody everybody has completely different preferences. Yeah, because people have different... Like people get anxious about different things. Some people are anxious about how much money they're spending and some people are anxious about their health issues that might happen in the future, you know. So that's why I guess there are so many different policies and... And, you know, you can't sort of laugh at like how one person is behaving because they're, they're doing what's right for them. Yeah. And it's funny, you know, we get like, for example, regularly we would get somebody coming to us to say, well, look, I'm paying two and a half thousand euro, but my sister or my brother is only paying twelve hundred euro. Why, can't, why couldn't I take out their plan? 
And really, you have to analyse the requirements. But in most cases, you'll be saying to those people, look, you need this. You want full cover for orthopaedics. You know, you want you don't want any excess on your plan because you have hemochromatosis and you're going in once a month to get your bloods done. So 12 day case procedures and 12 day case excesses could wipe out your savings. So everybody has different requirements. And I would say to people, don't be, and I know people mean well, you know, you should never take advice on health insurance from friends or family members or doctors, or their secretaries, you know, it'd be a bit like me giving somebody medical advice. Mm -hmm. You really should talk to the insurance companies or talk to an advisor who specialises in that area and knows all the plans. Um, And that's the advice I give to any, but anybody who's maybe, sometimes people will say to us, how do I know if I'm overinsured? How do I know if I'm not on the right plan? A general guideline, if you're on the same plan for three years or more, or if you have all of your family members on the same plan, or if you're paying more than 1,800 per adult per year, or if you're not on a corporate plan, um, you need to get advice because the likelihood is that you are on a dated plan, probably have good cover, but you could be literally throwing money away. Like tree plans, for example, anybody on the VHI advanced care or health plus extra schemes, good plans, but very expensive. Anybody on the level two hospital plans with Irish Life, now these plans are over 3,000 euro per adult. Anybody on the essential plus with Leia Healthcare, and there's one that's 3,000, 180, another one that's 4,100. Those plans are good schemes, but way too expensive. And 99% of people who come to us on those plans, they switch to different plans, sometimes with the same insurance company, but they don't stay on the same plan. So they're just plans, examples of plans that are on the market for 20 odd years and could be too expensive. Um, I just have some questions from listeners. So Vanessa says, a podcast with health insurance would be great. I'm on the fence about it as it's so expensive and the benefits don't seem to make sense for me when pre-existing conditions are excluded for so long so I think we've dealt with that where she's saying I have so she has a pre-existing condition but they're not going to cover her for that yeah and and it's a a very good point and I suppose and I I will never defend the insurance companies but I suppose the plus with health insurance is that you will be covered for that pre-existing condition after five years so like the longer you leave it that five years is still going to be rolling out ahead of you and if you have a chronic condition that's just not going to go away and will more likely let's just say get worse I would say to people get in now and even like what you said, Stephanie, take out a lower plan and maybe upgrade. Think of other insurances where they would either load you to the hilt in terms of premium or they would basically tell you we'll never cover that. So, you know, we get people joining like it's funny. People are very funny when you deal with them on the phone. But we would get people joining who would say, look, I've been told I need a hip replacement um, because I've got mobility or, or arthritis on my hip. And they'll join now the day the five years is up. They'll go in and get their hip replacement. That will cost €15,000 minimum, but they probably only paid maybe 6000 in premium. So people are very good at working out the costs, the benefits, the waiting period. And some people are very clinical like that. And because their specialist will have said, listen, that knee is beginning to give you trouble. We'll do some minor procedures, but down the road, you will need a full knee replacement. So pre-existing, it is an issue. People need to be aware of it. But it's one of those things after five years, the, the, I suppose the slate is wiped clean and you're back on cover. How, um, this is another question from Sinead, what is the story with um, having two people on a policy? Like can couples get a policy together? Is that advisable or is it more profitable or not profitable, more economical to have separate? It actually works out the same price. Okay. Okay. So, and, and, and once again, we see this all the time. So we would have, let's just say, two adults and they're wondering should they come together on the one policy and save money. Stephanie, it's going to cost the same for them either way, whether on two, on two separate policies. Now, and here's where GDPR comes into it. So sometimes it makes sense purely from an administration point of view. They're happy being on the one policy with one policy holder. But other times now from a GDPR perspective, 
it might be better that you have two separate policies because when you go to contact the insurance companies, I beg your pardon, to discuss your cover requirements, um, they may only speak to the policy holder and then you have to give them consent so that they can speak to somebody else regarding your cover and so on. But there is no, you're not at any disadvantage. Yeah. So for example, we will often get asked by, um, actually here's another thing that people need to watch out for. If you have if you're a parent and you have an 18, 19, 20 year old on your policy and obviously they can't afford health insurance. So there's two things. If you're with Leia and you see your 18 year old has been charged the full adult rate, just like the adults, as in mom and dad, then you're absolutely way overspending because most of the insurance companies now have what they call young adult rates. So you need to get that um, 18 year old off that plan onto a different plan. Like, for example, Flex 125 Explore. 2,000 euro for... With which company? This is with Leia Healthcare. My apologies now. That's with Leia. 2,000 for an adult. And once your 17-year-old turns 18, they'll be charged 2,000 euro at the next renewal. But you can move them onto a different plan like Simply Connect, which I think is 650 euro. And you'll get better cover for that 18-year-old and pay a third of the premium. So it really does make sense when you have kids who are turning, going, turning 18... Or when they, let's just say, are now, let's just say, young adults and they start working themselves, it's always trying better get them onto their own policy and, and have them pay their own. I mean, the amount of mistakes people make, and, and this is typical because it's so complicated, but the amount of mistakes people make that ends up with them paying too much money is, you know, it's right across the board in health insurance. And that's why they really need to review their cover. Yeah. On the couples thing, I have, uh, we made a decision this year that Noel and I are going to, He's. we're just, we got a plan so it's him that they have to talk to which I'm actually really glad about because sometimes I just treat Noel like my PA where I'm like, you deal with it. It's Noel's fault. But it does mean that when I get receipts like from my GP and I submit them, yeah. they go, they do accept them in my name but it goes into his bank account. That's exactly so the way it works. Yeah. I have to like get that back from him. And that's why sometimes <laughs> two separate policies don't, you know, they suit and sometimes they don't suit. Now, by the way, I mean, health insurance has come on in leaps and bounds. I mean, I remember years ago, you had to send in the paper receipts. Now you have scan and send. Yeah. You can do it all remotely. And fairness, you know, with my health insurance company, I organized a GP consultation remotely, literally just booked it on the phone. I had it the next day at 10 o'clock in the morning and it was all done pretty much via Skype or let's just say um, all done via your smartphone. So, uh, the health insurers have really responded well to make services benefits more accessible to make it easier to claim. Um, so look, you know, there is something there for everybody, but I, I don't want to come across like that I'm telling people they need to take out health insurance. I do have to say though, being realistic, the public system is not going to get much better anytime sooner. Okay, mm-hmm. There's huge demands on it and obviously with COVID and all of that. But is it the case that if everyone gets health insurance, then it's then we're just all... It's it's the public, but we're all private because we're all chumps. Like it's the kind of cause. The more people who have private, the more the longer the waiting list are going to be, right? There is that, and there is. Look, people will already tell us that there are you know there are delays trying to get into private A and E's, and they may have to wait a little bit longer. And but right now at the moment, the reality is. I mean, I was looking at the figures there, which are in the public domain in terms. I think there's about seven hundred and fifty thousand people on public hospital waiting lists, and about six to seven percent of them are children. So children will wait for routine colonoscopies, routine MRIs, just like adults. They'll be charged the 80 euro per night, just like adults. So I suppose really the, what I'd always say to people is if you're worried about quick access and if, if that's really important to you, you need to look at health insurance. A lot of people have no interest in private health insurance whatsoever and they're happy to rely on the public system. And to be fair to the public system, if it's an emergency, if it's a serious condition, cancer, cardiac, once you get in, you get great treatment. The only issue is is getting in and particularly for the non-life threatening, the routine stuff like orthopedics, that's where you tend to see 
uh, people just have to wait and you know and some people don't mind waiting and, and if that's the case you don't need private health insurance um, but look thankfully we do have look we do have a, um, a competitive market now there's loads of plans there for everybody um, people just need to I suppose if they're confused about it and this put, puts a lot of people off doing anything as you said at the start don't put it off just talk to somebody get it done get it in place and then God forbid if something does happen at least you have the cover and are you a broker or uh, like, is that is that what people should be doing? Is like contacting, like, tell us about you because I, I found you online, but tell us where people can find you. Yeah, so Stephanie, so we are a broker. You have to be a broker. You have to be regulated by the central bank uh, to give advice on pretty much anything. So so that's what we are. Now, we're the only broker in the country that just does health insurance. So I've worked on health insurance for 30, 35 years. Um, scary, actually, the amount of time I've worked in it. But so that's all we do. So we deal equally with all of the insurance companies. We charge a fee. But the one thing we always say to people we ask people just to send us through an email with their name of their plan and their renewal date because we know straight away from those details whether that plan is good, bad or indifferent. And if it's a good plan, we'll just tell them you don't need a review unless you're not happy with the plan and therefore there's no fee. But if we know they're on a really old plan or if they tell us, listen, I'm not happy with this plan or this insurance company, then we will book them in for a fee-based review. We, we charge a fixed fee. Can you tell us Which what the covers, fee is? Fee is 125 euro for okay. doing a full review across the market. Um, and look, you know, a lot of people are quite happy now. They, they want to pay a fee because they like the impartiality of it. And we will always start with your current insurance company. So in other words, if you're with an existing provider and they have another plan that suits you, we're not going to recommend switching you to somebody else. So, you know, I won't say we're perfect, but it's all we do. There's, there's just three of us in the business to do that because it takes three to four years to know all the plans. And to know yeah, all your the knowledge of them here has been like I sh- I'm going to put I'm going to go back and re-record the opening and say you're going to need a pen for this because I'm like I need to listen back to this now when I when it comes out and write down the different things like your knowledge is it's encyclopedic. Well, it's it's you know, that's your job, I suppose. It's yeah, it's when you're doing it every day, and I suppose I'm into the plans and pricing because I started working in VHI back in 1985. I would have started in the era where there was only five and ten plans, so you know exactly when a new plan comes out, you know exactly where it fits in, and you know who it'll suit, and you know whether it's competitive or not. And and look, you kind of have to know all the plans because when you're speaking with people, they expect you to be able to tell them exactly how much they can save, what they're spending, and lots of people we speak to don't even know the name of their plan. You know, in fact, what we have to do is... I don't is, know the name of mine. I know, <laughs> I know the company and I have the screenshot of my number and the command. That's a good sign. That means, yeah. Stephanie, you're, you're not using your cover, you know. But often we have to basically say, okay, tell me how much you're spending. And we know from the spend exactly what plan they're on. Because the plans have changed in names. And, and when we're dealing with people who have serious issues, health issues, we know they know their plan because they're using it. But when people tell us, I haven't been to a doctor in years and I'm not using my cover, we know they know very little about their cover. Yeah. And that's where we have to be just very careful. And there's two sides to the review. One is finding you the best deal. The other thing, though, is telling you how to use your cover yeah. and what's not covered. And that's one thing we focus in because the amount of people who, you know, they never phone and check in advance and they walk into hospital, produce their card, and then they're told, well, that's not covered. Now you have to spend 500 euro. And if you made one phone call beforehand, <clears throat> excuse me, you could have avoided that. So if there's one takeaway from this, I would say to people, well, actually two takeaways, don't let your cover renew automatically. Uh, what we call auto renewals. The insurance companies love you because you don't do anything. You just simply let it roll over. Yeah. And the other thing is, Never get any treatment done. Never get an MRI. Never get a day case procedure. Never go into any hospital without phoning your insurance company. And you just tell them, what's the procedure code? Here's the doctor I'm seeing. Um, here's the hospital I'm going to. And your insurance company will bring up your policy and they will tell you, Dermot, you're covered. And that's recorded. And if there's any issue down the line with your policy, in fairness to the insurance companies, if they confirm something is covered 
and it subsequently turns out they kind of gave you misleading information, they will stand over that. So it's always safer, check everything in advance. You mightn't like what you're told, but you won't end up getting caught out. And getting caught out could cost you a lot of money, like any insurance policy. So really, check everything in advance is the key thing. So where can people find you online if they want to get in touch or where can they? Where are you based? Yeah, do you know, Stephanie, the best thing is if they simply just log on to totalhealthcover.ie or just send us an email, info at totalhealthcover.ie and that comes straight through to us. And all they have to do is just put in the name of their plan and the renewal date and we'll be able to tell them then straight away. By the way, if they say they heard us on this podcast, there'll be a 10% discount on our fee, which I oh, should cool. have said. So look, every little bit I'll counts, right? Tough. Yeah, so if they just stay, state that. But really from our point of view, if the renewal date has passed, we will put them on a contact listing to be contacted next year. But if we know they're on a brilliant plan or a b- good plan that really there's no other better value scheme, we'll just tell them that there is no cost for that whatsoever. But if we know they're on a dated plan, then we'll tell them as well. And then it's up to them to come back and say, I'm happy to proceed. So like, there's no fee payable until we book you in, until we start the review process. And the other thing actually that's interesting, we're getting a lot of young people now doing the reviews for mom and dad. Because yeah. mom and dad are older, you know, they're confused by the terminology, they're worried about switching, worried about changing. And whereas, you know, younger people are much more mobile now, they get the jargon, they understand insurance policies, and they're basically doing it for mum and dad and they're saving them a lot of money. And obviously mum and dad, most cases, they trust them. So it They works. might also give them a cut of the savings. Well, it might, they, they <laughs> might, an they, incentive. They might sneak them on, sneak themselves onto mum and dad's policy, you know. But, um, but yeah, so look, you know, just really what I'd say, don't let your parents or elderly relatives, don't let them roll their policy over because like they're paying two and a half, three thousand euro when they could literally be paying half that. That would pay your car insurance and home insurance and maybe a weekend away for a year, you know. So every bit counts. Thank you so much, Dermot. So if you're listening to this, uh, you can get yourself some money by taking on to uh, save your parents some money on their health insurance. Thank you so much. I hope you have found this interesting and I hope you found it helpful. I definitely will be going back and listening with a pen because I didn't have one to take down some of those policies. Um, If you want to find Dermot Good, it's totalhealthcover.ie and there'll also be a link in these show notes. Say that you heard him on the podcast, you get a 10% discount. For those of you who are Headstuff podcast members, there's bonus material available to you now. And if you want to become a Headstuff podcast member, then it's five euro a month. And for that, you get extra bonus material. And uh, sometimes I do a Zoom to hang out with you all. We do a hangout. It's actually kind of fun. Uh, So we are produced by Headstuff Podcast Network. Our music is by Only Ruin. Our graphic design is by Kahlo Gara. And we are produced by Alan Bennett as part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. Thank you very much. This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network, a hub for the creative and the curious. Shows are produced in association with Headstuff and the Podcast Studios Dublin. Find out more or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com.